0: Ambition is the very strong design to get something, to achieve something. And it's the same with happy, like people is designed for a happy life and want to get more happy, happiness. So then in this case, for me, they are hand in hand.
1: Welcome to Innovation versus Happiness. My name is Harry pananen and in this podcast I will be asking the question, is combining innovation and happiness possible? The world is full of people in an either-or situation. Either you climb the career ladder and have an impact but don't have time for anything else, or you choose well-being and happiness but sacrifice ambition. Seems as though there is only hashtag grindset or hashtag life, but nothing in between. But what if you want both? I wanted to interview people who have seemingly succeeded in the impossible. Today, we will be talking with Michelle Lam. She's a tech and innovation professional who works as a senior solution consultant at ServiceNow. Michelle came to Finland from Vietnam for her studies at 19 years of age. Here, she has built a fulfilling career in digital strategy and transformation while living a life of balance. Before inviting Michelle to the studio, we get to visit somewhere special. Let's follow Michelle and our reporter Mari to a place that has been meaningful for Michelle's career.
2: My name is Mari Suonto and I am uh, with Michelle Lam here at Aalto Design Factory. Michelle, can you describe why this place is inspiring for you?
0: Okay, yes, hi Mari. So yeah, we are in design factory and then, um, I have spent a lot of my time during my four years, three, four years in my study here. Um, this place is, as you can see here, like with on the thing, ongoing. Mm-hmm. So it's so different than the traditional uni- university space. And then just by entering here, I can feel already the atmosphere of, um, the creativity, activity, innovation type of atmosphere. So, it's really fun to spend time here, to study, to learn all the new stuff, and then talking to different people. Mm. So that's why I think, yeah, talking to different people, learning new stuff are the mm. things that inspire me. So it's a
2: space where designers and business thinkers and also uh, engineers come together, right? Yes. Yes. And then what do you guys do here?
0: Uh, project, mostly. Uh, basically we would receive um, some kind of brief uh, problem from the company so it's not only student but also the business would come mm. here. They provide us their, the brief of their current issue or uh, the topic that they have in mind that they would like to have an innovative solution and they want to see and hear opinion from an outsider some fresh idea. So then we would form a team together with students from different backgrounds. We called that a mountain disciplinary study. And then we saw that kind of brief together. And do you apply the stuff that
2: you learned about innovation here Mm -hmm. at Design Factor in Otaniemi in your current work in innovation?
0: Yes, quite a lot actually. Of course, in my current work, I cannot... Do things physical like paper and scissors or duct tape, mm. but then the the thinking way, and then also like the like how you can draw a process, how can you discovery and validate with the customer. This is the thing that I do every day mm. because when someone come to me asking a question like, "Hey, Michelle, we have that problem. Can you have Or we are looking into this. Can you have. then by default, I would not just give them the immediate answer, but always have um, one, two, three discovery questions, mm. just to make sure that I understand them correctly. So the mindset that I would not do anything purely based on assumption, but I need to validate my option, uh, mm. assumption and make sure, and then uh, validate with the customer, make sure that we are aligned and then we are on the same page and things like that. Mm. And of course, when there is problem, I think it's nicer for me that I usually don't feel too stressed because I have seen all kind of problem and then all weird problem and I know from the different domain that I don't have any domain knowledge. So whenever there's any issue or challenging at work, even if I don't know about that, but it's just, okay, another set of problem I do not have a domain knowledge and I don't have a solution, but I know how what to do and then how to get a solution mm. or at least like how to gain more insight and then con- and then continue my So path. you
2: learned a sort of uh process toward
0: yes a process here. and then the and the, the process the mindset and then the um the mentality mm. so it's it's actually it helps, I think it's, we were talking about the balancing, mm. uh, like between innovation and happiness on the balance, so I think it's helps because when I don't get stressed, for certain things, then I can easily have a balanced life. Ah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. okay.
2: So, you learn to approach the unknown.
0: Yes, here. yes, yes. <laughs> well, we usually say that a very fancy word. I remember when I, I heard the word, the first time also in Design Factory, and we were like, what does it mean? I need to Google. I was like, Michelle, how well are you handling, Um, how well can you handle ambiguity? And I was like, what ambiguity? What do you mean with that? <laughs> And, and yeah, but yeah, so like, yeah, no like We learn how to handle ambiguity and then we have very high tolerance with those ambiguity. And that gives you balance. Yes. Ah, in
2: your work in innovation. Because I guess innovation is always ambiguous because you're trying to do something new.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> so exactly. you have to deal with yeah. ambiguity. But That's it's not, beautiful. But it's yeah. not only innovation, I think. When you consider the normal life we are now, it's
2: ambiguous. It's (laughs) ambiguous and very (laughs) uncertain. (laughs) Yes. 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 So (laughs) so here you learn an approach for that. Yes. yes. Ah, beautiful. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That was
1: The Design Factory at Aalto University with Michelle Lam and Mari Now back at the studio, I'm excited to invite Michelle in to discuss innovation and happiness. Welcome to the podcast, Michelle.
0: Hi, Harry. Nice to meet you, and thank you very much for the introduction.
1: Thank you, Michelle. You work in tech. It's an industry famous for its dynamic pace, driven people, and the ability to create innovation. What do you think? Can ambition get in the way of creating a happy life?
0: Um, it's a in very interesting question. And um, for me, ambition and happy, they go together, so there, um, there's no difference, there's no conflict. I think there's, um, I can find synergy between ambition and happy life and then they complement each other. Well, like you see, like depends on how you define ambition. But mm-hmm. then by Googling that, you can see like ambition is the very strong design to get something, to achieve something. And it's the same with happy, like people is designed for a happy life and then want to get more happier, happiness. So then in this case, for me, they are hand in hand Mm -hmm. and I'm ambition with my career, I'm ambition with personal growth and by trying myself and then developing myself forward to my own ambition and then during the journey whenever I achieve something small or big I feel happy so that's how it is for me so yeah
1: that's fascinating because now this is the third interview we're doing in this mini-series and you basically said almost the same thing as the two previous persons. Okay. <laughs> so clearly, people who don't see a contradiction in this theme seem to find the career opportunities here in Finland. Well, you personally, you've known since a very young age that you want to work in tech. Yes. How did you come to this realization?
0: Um, Quite natural movement. Um. I remember, I think I was around nine years old at that time. Well, actually, I think as a young kid, I, maybe a bit younger. Mm-hmm. When I was around seven, I think that I would like to do marketing mm-hmm. just by watching some movies, some series. And then the main scene of the main set of the series was talking about people who work in agency um, companies. So I like it. But then when I was nine, I got my first touch with computer. Well, if you consider for our current, the young generation in our time now, it's pretty late. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think nowadays people, kids get touched with the computer or tech like at two or three years old. Mm-hmm. But then in Vietnam back then in the 90s, so then nine, and uh, that's it the first time I, I had, um, how to say, like in elementary school yeah. and then we have the extra section for a computer and then i managed to see the computer the first time and then i learned a little bit do you still uh,
1: remember the model what that uh, was
0: <laughs> well i think at that time it's still like um, dos yeah yeah dos based. yeah, yeah. dos based. and then um, there was a uh, local programming because the command is in vietnamese mm-hmm. so basically it's like uh i think it's Basically, using similar to Pascal or like very old style coding, but uh, you can tell type in your command, and then the mouse, the cursor would do the drawing for you. So, for example, if I can tell like the cursor to get the color red, and then move straight for five pixel or five or ten units, then then you can start to draw a square, a triangle, and then you can fill in the color, and then you can decide. So it's really nice to see that oh i can create something uh, out of that mm-hmm. then i went home and told my parents that i would like to learn more computer then they uh, found a center like extra uh, extra curriculum center near in our neighborhood mm-hmm. where i could I, I went there to learn and then it's like office type of learning i learned the DOS, then um some command and c and then um microsoft Word, excel those like for office people but it's nice and then I get, got to like it
1: at <laughs> then, nine years old <laughs> yeah wow
0: before I graduate from my elementary school I had the certificate for office people like usually that would be something <laughs> you can put your CV <laughs> when you want to apply for office job that you know uh, you had the office um, Microsoft office certificate <laughs> yeah and then I started to learn a little bit of programming mm-hmm. and I like it. I was not creative or wasn't good at crafting things or drawing or writing myself because whenever I draw, I do some crafting, the first version as usual mm-hmm. without practice was ugly. But then with computer, when you manage to do that, you get the exact right result as whoever else said the adult can do that. So I like, it. I love it that way. And yeah, and I think in my 10, 11 years old, I feel like I'm, I would like to be involved more with tech and then mm-hmm. work in tech. Yep.
1: Well, that's quite a head start you had. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and clearly <laughs> you're a very driven and ambitious person.
0: Yes.
1: Have there been times in your life when ambition and happiness have been pulling in opposite directions?
0: Mm, yes, there was that time. I think uh, in Finland basically mm-hmm. uh, well I came to Finland in 2006 and then well let put it um when you when I about to finish my bachelor degree so if we remember it was the last recession mm, yes. it wasn't good yeah and specifically uh, beside tech entrepreneurship startup is something that I loved to do as a young kid but in Finland at that time the startup ecosystem was not very well mm. developed because people are still talking about Nokia ecosystem mm-hmm. and those mm-hmm. one and yeah so in this, you know, I feel like mm, I like I kind of like the country but then I I was struggle to get a job that I want and I might need to do some other job just for earning a living, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then there's and then yeah, in your early twenties, you would feel like how 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 do you want your life to be? Mm-hmm. Because they're also on kid, they start to have like um uh, uh, how would say like challenging like like paperwork, uh, um resident permit, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then finance, and then income mm-hmm. support, and those ones. So yep then. There, there was those moments I feel like is kind of when uh, things went in different direction and I might need to choose.
1: Yep. Well, despite these challenges, you, you were able to grow in your career. You, you were challenging yourself and, and, and you found new roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, how has living in Finland pe- pe- played a part in this? And do you think things would have been different should you have lived in Vietnam?
0: Uh, I... After my bachelor, I decided to go back to Vietnam mm-hmm. for getting a job and then of course try to get some more relevant experience and then, um, well, but only for half a year, more than half a year, then I, um, I returned Finland, to Finland for my master's degree. Mm-hmm. So my experience with working in Vietnam is quite limited to this time. And then, of course, observation and talking to people. My mm-hmm. friends are working there. I think um, there's certain challenges, pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Thing might be the same or different in Vietnam. I don't know. I couldn't tell. But the, obviously, for a native person in Vietnam with the network and everything, mm-hmm. and then with a degree from Finland, mm-hmm. I could get the first job easier. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, can I grow as how i want i'm not Mm. sure because there's all the challenging and then social norm and stand out living and then how people expect you to grow as an Mm. adult and and then maybe i would be um pulling to those direction and Mm -hmm. then i couldn't live the life that i i like so and then in finland i had more freedom to choose in this way of course coming with Along with those freedoms, that means I need to be proactive and do more work to control my own decision.
1: So, so in a sense, you know, going to Vietnam with your degree might have been the easy choice in the, in the short run. But yeah. you chose the hard path because you saw that it led to more of the things you want in life. Yes. What about then when you were already a seasoned professional? Is there a moment that you could identify where you feel you really had a positive impact to the work work the world whatever like that you really felt hey well i did good there
0: i I think it's quite often i i cannot tell you a specific moment Mm -hmm. because maybe not every day but every second day Mm -hmm. every week i already feel it like that so then in this case yeah it's constantly happening in my life uh, can be big, can be small, sometimes it's just an impact to a college, mm-hmm. sometimes it's to a customer or mm-hmm. to the company I'm working for or, or then like to the community in the society. So, yeah. so, so I, you, I
1: you, it's, it's a fun. constant feeling?
0: Yeah, it's a cons- constant feeling because if I don't feel that, I think if I don't feel that for a month,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'll it. open up LinkedIn and then looking for another <laughs> job. <laughs> I understand.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, good. And probably good f- to hear for your uh, current <laughs> employer as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gotta keep what? you challenged.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, actually, I tell them and then they, they like the ideas, as well, so they, they want to keep me. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Excellent. Well, hey, now it's time to move from the innovation and impact part into the happiness. So let's follow Michelle and Mari for a visit to Michelle's happy place.
2: So Michelle, we have come to the seafront, and you have said that this is a place that represents the kind of Finnish happiness for you, so mm-hmm. can you describe where we are and why this is a happy
0: place for you? Yeah, sure. So, well, we are now in a corner, a park of the Esbo Ranta, so uh, the, the coastline of Esbo and it's very close to the water, and then on the other side we have a nice potique cafe, so that is the thing I really like to that Finland has it because uh, I like to be very close to the water the nature and at the same time I don't need to spend hours traveling or uh, a day trip for this kind of uh, environment so now uh, well it's oh maybe now I'm here enjoy the nature like a bit of countryside feeling and then in the next hour I would be back to the city with all the convenience services Hmm.
2: So the urban life and the nature are, are quite close to each other here.
0: Yes, I uh they um how would say much uh, yeah, kind of merge and then you can have both within walking distance. Mm, exactly, uh, so it sh-
2: makes it easier to access the sort of quiet and the natu-
0: nature. Yes, yes, very easy to access and then anybody can access because it's public, it's for public. So, uh, as for me, I consider like as a commoner. I can still access it though, comparing with back home in Asia. Having this kind of nature experience would require you to do a little bit of extra preparation, like family trip, or you need to be really rich with a lot of money for spending time in a luxury cafe or private resource hotel. <laughs> mm.
2: So here is it's more accessible to like the common people?
0: Yes, anybody can, can have it, <laughs> any time that you like. Does this relate
2: uh, somehow to the general quality of life in Finland that you found? For sure,
0: it's strongly related to. So I think this is the principle of a high quality of life that you can relax and then enjoy whatever that you would like on a daily basis, and you don't need to wait for a long time or prepare months for this.
1: You're listening to Innovation versus Happiness, and with me in the studio, I have Michelle Lam, a tech professional. Michelle just took us to the seafront with her. Thank you for sharing that special place of yours, Michelle. Thank you. You've said that in Finland you were able to have your Silicon Valley dream, but just happier. What does that mean?
0: Yes, uh, Silicon Valley dream. Was a dream I had in my teenager time, like I explained, around 12, thirteen when I really feel like I want to work in tech, and then I think it's that time Microsoft was a giant that um, everybody know. Mm. I may not know about any other company in the valley or in tech like HP or Intel or IBM at that time, mm-hmm. but then I knew Microsofts in. I'm using a window. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I was using a window. So, yeah, I I, I feel like, okay, it's really interesting. And then I knew, I started to do a little research. I knew about the Silicon Valley. It was like a place for tech company, Mm -hmm. a place where people innovate and create new tech. And it's so fascinating for a kid like me. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I would like to be there or to work in that place in that culture company in that environment yeah but then or and then even I study in those like um, Ivy League school in the US Mm -hmm. so then I could grow my career and things like that well of course I I didn't do my study in US So I didn't Mm -hmm. officially work in Silicon Valley Mm -hmm. but then in Finland I felt sometimes those dreams coming true not um, indirectly somehow because um when i study in Mm alto uh the program entrepreneurship um has also collaboration with stanford Mm -hmm. and then well of course we did have um professor from the stanford and then have certain simulation related to the tech venture or like how how company or the founding team would talk to the the investors to Mm -hmm. and then negotiate with the investor for those series abc funding and then i went to the program um the mechanic like me 310 so basically it's an innovation program also have close very close collaboration with stanford Mm -hmm. i visited stanford twice during that year and then i did a lot of work in the design factory here in finland and then we had um international partnership like university uh, there. and well that's where I learned that I don't need to go to Stanford for having those studies mm-hmm. also provide me much better facilities mm-hmm. since I was not happy I, I wasn't as, I was kind of shocked when I visited Stanford and I was like well yeah they have a bigger campus but then facilities for the student are much less mm-hmm. we had much better situation in finland and then the school provides um, better support for our study and then for our experiments and other things and the best part of that like is free (laughs) so (laughs) so yeah that's how it is and then um and then of course later on when i start to to work then i work in tech and then i manage to visit like different conference tech fair Mm -hmm. uh doing demo speaking in public related to technology, application, how we can how our products can support the client. Uh, and then yeah, it's exactly how it is in the valley. For me, maybe a little smaller scale. Mm-hmm. A bit. <laughs> a bit. But I, I like it that way because yeah. imagine like um if um well if I if I'm in events with 10,000 people mm. and in an in event with 1,000 people mm-hmm. for a day, mm. the amount of people I manage to talk on that day is the same. Exactly. The, the amount of hour is limited. Mm-hmm. I cannot talk for with more than 10 or 20 mm-hmm. person and then the session, the agenda is quite the same. Maybe it's just bigger in scale but then it, for a human capacity to receive those information is quite the same so yeah and then for example Finland we have slush mm-hmm. it's already overwhelming for me I think the last time I was there already a few years ago with 14,000 people and I mm-hmm. was like um, I'm, I am living in Finland too long enough this is too much for yep. me <laughs> 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 so yeah so uh, yeah and then and then now I'm working in service now is a big tech company for 500 uh, we do everything together mm-hmm. So. In the corporate, and then yeah, I I don't see anything different in this case. So like in this, like the principle of my childhood dream of working in tech, working in big company, work working with cutting edge technology, mm-hmm. talking with the customer about some innovation, mm-hmm. how to create a new solution to solve certain problem that they are having. I I got it all in Finland.
1: Well, I I hear that that you really value this balance between personal life and, and career ambition. Yeah. And seeing as as you have this, also the Silicon Valley experience and the Finnish experience.
0: Very what? little of the Silicon Valley experience, but yeah. You got a taste. <laughs> yeah, I got a taste, yeah. Uh,
1: and, and of course, your background in Vietnam. What do you think that makes the Finnish work-life balance unique?
0: Yeah. I... Um, well, I guess it's because of the culture and the way people living here. In general, I think it's quite obvious to say that life in Finland is slower than the rest of the world. I don't mean anything bad here mm-hmm. because, uh, well, by living a little slower, but then the people unable themselves. And allow also the people around them to have more time to mm-hmm. think, mm. and then before they react or uh, they speak something, and then they have time to calm down instead of like being pushed unwillingly into the constant move.
1: There's more deliberation.
0: Yeah, some something like that. I think yeah, because like in Vietnam, for example, you need to move a lot, mm-hmm. and then the traffic. It's just like by sitting in the cafe looking out. You see a lot of traffic, mm-hmm. and somehow it's triggered. Your, my mind that I need to move, and I constantly on the move, but for what? Nobody know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because like for example, like if I'm working in Vietnam, my customer might come to me and request like, "I want it immediately.
1: Mm.
0: No, no room for negotiation. Or even I can try just ask like." Oh, when you need it is it urgent I don't care people don't care whether it's urgent or not they just want it they don't want to wait they're willing to pay but they are not willing to wait mm-hmm. and then here in Finland you know, well, if it's no, not um serious need then it's just nice to have now or we can have it by this deadline then it's okay and then it's allow people more time mm. to control their life and then to arrange so the time management, you you, how shall I, you have more power in mm-hmm. your own time management.
1: And there's more dialogue on the priorities, maybe. Yes, yes, yeah,
0: more dialogue on the uh, priorities, and at the same time, it's add more humanity mm-hmm. into the the work. So it's not only work because, um, you can always share like, uh, oh, you don't feel good today, you are under the weather. Mm-hmm. People understand that mm-hmm. and sympathy, and then you are allowed to take it easy or not perform as your best. In other countries, I kind of have the feeling that I'm not, I, I don't have that luxury. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: yeah, you cannot be vulnerable. No, no, mm. you can't. Well, speaking of the community and, and the people around <laughs> you, you've spent now your entire adult life in Finland. And, of course, the social circle you form as a young adult can contribute to your well-being and happiness for years. What kind of community have you found here?
0: Um, my good friends, they are um, in Finland now. I'm happy to say that I, the, those good friends, I have known them for more than 10 years, mm. which means like I, I live in a place, a country long enough to, to have this kind of connection. Uh, from student time, International Student Association, we volunteer together and then, yeah. There's a mix of fin and international, not only from Vietnam or from mm-hmm. Asia, but mm-hmm. from different parts of the world. It is, it is nice because we kind of how to say um we share our experience, our challenge, but at the same time we 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 tell other people the the story mm. uh, our our story and background and culture. So then we learn together. Um, I like it that way because I think like if I put myself in a community where there's only Finnish people, mm-hmm. I may be able to gain a lot of insight from Finland, mm-hmm. but I would feel lonely because I kind of like the outsider, mm. uh, the difference. Mm-hmm. And then, But then if I put myself only in a group of Vietnamese or only international, which means we, we, we fail to integrate mm. <laughs> with the Finnish life. So I have that kind of community which is good. And then also recently we have found the Vietnamese professional in Finland. Right. So this is like the community for all the Vietnamese students uh, and um, coming or uh, expat um, workers who come to Finland to, to and then stay in the country to work and then we share our experience and our practice and how to integrate in Finland together.
1: That's very valuable.
0: It is because in in the end I mean I, I have. I, I think I integrate quite well, but at some time there's still like the root, uh like your root and then you feel like um it's not that easy for certain concern to share mm. to other people because they may not understand why you have that concern. Sure. Yeah. Or even can can be something very simple like mm. um, um, our parent is visiting Finland, what mm. can we do? Mm-hmm. And the Vietnamese parents may have different demand than the French parents visiting mm-hmm. Finland or the sure. American parents visiting sure. Finland. Uh, then if we have some issue with our parents or family back home or our family in Finland and then how to connect them. So the people who from the same background, from the same culture, they might understand that. And sometimes to my Finnish friend, they, they try to help, but they would be like, what is the logic behind this, Michelle?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the peer sh- support is really valuable. Yeah, there. yeah, it's yeah, really
0: valuable in this case. And then you don't feel like um, you you can be more vulnerability mm-hmm. because sometimes, like if someone want to know, like, um, what would be the social benefit? Mm-hmm. For example, like at work, my company have this benefit. Am I allowed to use it? I mm. want to use it, but am I allowed? And then I feel like, oh, I don't want to ask my colleagues because right. I don't want to make them feel like I'm exploiting the benefit.
1: <laughs> so you want to make sure that you've understood yeah. the context, right? Yeah, yes, yeah. yes,
0: something like that. So, yeah,
1: That's good. Well, I mean, it's quite clear when I listen to you that you've known from a very early age that what kind of a life you want to build. You wanted it to be in tech, you wanted some balance in your life. Was there a moment when you realized that you have reached those goals? That you've built this successful life that combines both innovation and happiness? Do you, can you recall something that made you realize, hey, I made it?
0: Some moment, I think, um, coming from usually in the end of every project. When you manage to create a solution mm-hmm. that solves certain problem, then, yeah, I feel happy. And then I know that there's certain innovation elements into that. So I think that is when I realized that, um, yeah, I can combine innova- innovation to my daily work. Of course, maybe not, I, I, I don't know, maybe um maybe I don't have any that, uh, I don't have yet those very big moment, the moment that I feel like really strong anything. Maybe it will come later in the future, <laughs> you never know.
1: In a way, what you say, say actually sounds um, quite Finnish, if yes. you ask me, because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I think Finns are more about the long term and the constant yes. satisfaction mm-hmm. instead of the big wins. Okay. And I think <laughs> what you said, what you say, sounds like you're very content and.
0: Um. Or, or actually, in. I'm very ambitious. Yeah. Because I'm not happy with what I got, and I always want to have more. So that's why I don't see yes the, the moment because like, I, I still. But you well, see the goals are
1: still attainable here. Yeah, for you. yeah,
0: yeah. I, I think like there's there's always room for improvement. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And there's always potential for more success. <laughs> so.
1: Well, uh, in this podcast, we've discussed innovative careers, happy lives, and the seemingly impossible combination of the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, what struck me from this discussion as well as the previous ones that maybe these two aren't at odds at all. They seem to be maybe two sides of the same coin for you. Mm-hmm. Michelle, what insights will you take away from, from this chat we've had?
0: Um, I, I would say like when I first hear about the topic, mm-hmm. I kind of surprised because I, it didn't occur to me that way like mm-hmm. you know like separation innovation mm-hmm. and happiness because for me that's like i i think maybe maybe just like personality mm-hmm. like my my personality my own personality i'm more type of like innovation type of person so mm-hmm. i i like it and then for me they connect it together very well i don't see the differences. <laughs> yeah so yeah so then for me i think i believe that yes if someone have any concern related to can they be success, with uh, can they be ambition and then still happy, or can they be um, innovative and still being happy? Definitely, it's a yes.
1: Yeah. That's good ways. To, good words to end it. M- Michelle has just proved to us that happiness and innovation can indeed coexist, at least here in Finland and yeah. in the greater autonomy region. Uh, if you f- want to find out more about the possibilities available for international talent in Otanemi, please visit bitly espo And to f- finalize this talk, Michelle, do you have any recommendations or tips to people who want to find a balance between innovation and happiness in Finland or elsewhere? Yeah. What would your advice?
0: I think you need the right mindset. Mm-hmm. And for that, I remember I read a book about the growth mindset. Uh-huh. which it's really good. Um, I like it because when, when we talk about innovations, which mean expected that you will face a series of experiments and failures. Mm. Yes. And then in this case, you need to have the right mindset, the growth mindset to, to embrace those failure and uh-huh. those ambiguity. And then, and then enjoy the process instead of just wait, uh, looking forward to the final result. But the process is more important for me. So I think that the, the, the right mindset is really needed. And then if, if we would like to talk about some specific skill mm-hmm. to support the work, especially for me, I have a business background, so no tech. Um I learned a lot around uh, design thinking Mm. so it is not service design usually people kind of um, people tend to mix the two Mm concepts together because they they relate it together Mm -hmm. but design thinking is again a mindset a way to think and then how you can solve the problem just be open to different scenario and then test and then uh you um yeah you you open up the scenario then you selecting a couple of um, selected uh, option, and then you do testing, and then you narrow down the result, mm-hmm. and then you continue to do it like that. Mm-hmm. And for me, that is the mindset, and then the approach that I applied for not only handling technical issue, but also like business issue, or talking with people, or handle like personal life uh, challenges.
1: Yeah. Maybe one final question. Mm-hmm. If someone has been so convinced by this this talk here yeah. that they want to build their life of innovation and happiness in yeah. Finland, what you, would your advice to them be? how to how to best uh, get acclimatized?
0: Yeah I think um, when when we talk about what is the best way to get balance, mm. so we need to understand that balance which means something in between. So don't don't. Don't be too extreme. Don't take the extreme side. <laughs> and then there, there would be some time you fail to get it to be innovation or to get success in your career. Sometimes you might fail to be feel happy. Mm-hmm. There's always the challenge. But try to think to the other side <laughs> and then stay somewhere in the middle. And then, of course, you might need to chuckle a little bit. But then, yeah, don't be too extreme. And yeah, like I said, enjoy the process of the work rather than the result
1: enjoy the ride yes well said thank you michelle very much enjoyed our talk
0: thank you